the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have a problem. It's called sin. There is protection, though, from God, as we'll see today on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Hi there, and welcome to our program. This is Way of Grace. Pastor Jessica Stan will return us to the book of Genesis, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. We're looking at the restraining grace of God. It's a unique story found in the life of Abraham and his unwillingness to trust God for something so crucial as the safety of himself and his wife. And amidst it all, there is a protection from God in the midst of Abraham's sin. Join us as we examine more on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan. I want to show you a map just to give you a visual of where uh, Abraham had his origin and make the connection. Now, to go to the second map. I'll come back here in a moment. Now, we are at the first map. And do you guys see the big word Assyria up there? Then you see Babylon, right? There's a river rolling through between Assyria and Babylon, and it's called Mesopotamia. That's where Abraham has his origin. He's from Ur of the Chaldee. He lived in the Mesopotamian area. Here, this language here will show you that when Noah was called out, I mean, when Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldees, and that would be Eric. Do you see that word Eric way down there under Babylon? is making his way up through Mesopotamia. He would come all the way out of the Mesopotamian area up by Haran. Do you guys see Haran? Way at the top north. That's where Abraham lived. Haran is his family. That's his family. That's his kindred. That's where Abraham lives. And when God calls Abraham out, he calls him out of Haran. You guys got that? Now he has to come where? North. And he comes north all the way down to you guys see Jerusalem. Do you see Jerusalem? We would call this Northwest. You guys see it? Right. So in this area of Jerusalem, because we're dealing with a larger map, really dealing with the Mesopotamian people, you don't have the the more finer details. Give me the second map and you'll recognize that when Abraham landed in uh, Canaan, he stopped um, particularly in Jerusalem, but he lived in two areas, Hebron and what? Mamre. Hebron and Mamre. Now, let me show you what that means strategically. When he landed there in Hebron and Mamre, he was there for about two years before a famine set in, which drove him to Egypt. Now, if you know your map, that would mean that he would have to leave and go again south past Gerar, which is about our text. We'll be there in a moment. And then he would have to go down past Gerar, down past uh, Beersheba and make a, a far right and cross over into where? Egypt. Egypt. 
If I let me see, my third map might be able to demonstrate that for you. It's a little tight, but this is a map of the uh, journeys of Israel. It's fuller for more theological reasons. But if you can go back up and you can peg Jerusalem, can you peg Jerusalem? Do you see Bethlehem? Do you see Hebron? Do you see Mamre? Do you see now Gaza? You guys see Gaza? Gaza, Jaffa, Beersheba is all what we call the Philistine region. Gerar is right by Gaza. It's all Philistine territory. Abraham has to go through the Philistine territory to get to where? Egypt. You see down as he makes a right and goes over the brook of Egypt, and then he goes all the way over into Egypt. You see Goshen over here? Goshen is where the people of Israel were as the 12 tribes with Jacob in that area. You see Egypt way down here? You guys see Egypt? I don't want to be here long. I don't want to be teaching like that that long. But I want you to think about something. When Abraham was in Hebron, chapter 12 says a major severe famine came. Now, don't blame Abraham and act like you won't hang, you will hang out in a famine. If it gets hot enough, you gone too. You know how I know that? Because when it's about 69 degrees in here, y'all doing this at 69, not 99, 69. If you and I have to endure a famine with heat and parchness, we're going to leave. And Abraham did it because he loved his family. I'm getting ready to lay a foundation for where we're going. He would not dare let his family perish, even though he knew that God had called him to that area. So he takes his family down to Egypt, doesn't he? That's Genesis 12. That's where he meets up with Pharaoh and something of the same epic event occurs in Genesis 12 as it does in Genesis 20. Is that right? And we call this a recapitulation of prophecy. This is what I meant. Embryonic prophecy starts and then it develops. There's more added to the prophecy, but the main framework of the prophecy starts somewhere. It actually goes beyond Genesis chapter 20 because Isaac does the same thing in Genesis chapter 26. His son Isaac, right? Kind begets kind. But not only Isaac, guess who else? The whole nation of Israel. They all make their way back to Egypt because there's a paradigm that God is teaching here. And even the ultimate son, Jesus, had to flee to Egypt. Y'all remember that? Because there is doctrinal theology inherent in this that has to do with God's purpose that you and I have to learn. So I'm just giving you this. Now, let me share with you a little side note. If you go back up to Ebron, Mamre, you will mark that at, at, at the Genesis 19 point, because we're one chapter away in Genesis 20 in our text today, right? If you go straight down south from Hebron and make, uh, it would be a left on my hand. Do you see Sodom and Gomorrah? Do you see it? Good, because I can't. I just know it by heart. Um, so Sodom and Gomorrah is something like maybe 10, 15 miles away from maybe even about 20 or 30 from Hebron where Abraham was. And remember what the text said? When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham saw the smoke. Now, this would be hard for you to believe with the exception that we've had fires in California now that have allowed us to see the smoke almost 100 miles away. Am I making sense? Now, I'm getting ready to show you a truth that you're going to hear when the king of Gerar ends up talking to God, okay, about destroying a righteous nation. 
The language is going to be because geographically they are so close together that they will know some of the same history. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so here you see a reasonableness why Abraham would leave Bethlehem, Hebron, Mamre, and make his way towards uh, uh, Egypt the first time. The second time he stops in Gerar, which is Philistia. You guys see that? Now, Philistia is phonetically the term from which we get the idea of the Palestinians. Okay? That is a phonetic alteration of the word uh, Palestine. That's why today in our news, Israel is not called Canaan. It's called what? Palestine. So I just want to lay that out for you, all right? That's a, that's a uh, phonetic alteration, and language alters over time, does it not? But you can st- see the similarity between Philistine and Palestine, can you? Right? They'll be arguing about genetics. Those people always argue genetics. Just take the terminology and understand what I'm saying. So knowing, <laughs> knowing that just one chapter before us, Abraham saw God do something, That was absolutely astonishing. He destroyed a nation, Sodom and Gomorrah, that lived by the Dead Sea, whose land is still today nothing but sulfuric salt, spots of dead, lifeless ground. These are are salt pits that can bear no kind of life. The area is useless. And men have argued whether or not Sodom and Gomorrah was there, but evidence has shown up today that they were. So, you know, people love to deny the veracity of the Bible, and God lets them do it for a couple hundred years, and then he says, here's the evidence. Why? Because all men by nature are liars. Let God be true. Am I making some sense? All right, so I'm I'm giving you that bigger picture because of where I'm going now, because I want us to get back in the chariot, back in the chariot with Abraham and Sarah. Because our story is about God and Sarah. I'm sorry, Abraham, it's ain't about you today. Now, I know this is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. Nothing without a woman or a girl. Right, so we know that, and I want you to get the point. Because the theology of the gospel mandates us understanding complementarian relationships you got to overcome this, this compelling desire to go to war with your counterpart because God has to use both of them to accomplish his will. Are y'all hearing me? Now, let me do a little bit of, little bit of uh, pastoral theology with you, a little, little counseling with you. Um, as believers, believing couples, we share in conquest and we share in failures. As a husband and a wife team, some days my wife is down. And I'm up. But some days I'm down and she's up. We share in sin and we share in success. We share in conquest and we share in failures. That's what marriage is about. And God recognizes that this is part of the integrity journey of the people of God. Did y'all get that? This is worth your weight in gold right here. If I stop right now for you married people, please get that. Your journey operates on the principle of integrity, of failure, success, failure, success, failure, success. Some days it's honey, some days it's you. Maybe some days it's both of you. But in the process of it all, you have to have each other's back. And I'm telling you, hear me now, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get two people that God loves more than Abraham and Sarah. 
All right, you're not going to get two people that God loves more than Abraham and Sarah, and they both jacked up to me. But that's because I'm jacked up. All right, so let's go on back to our text and begin to now hammer out some things in your Bible around the grace of God, around integrity meeting integrity. Is that our message? When integrity meets what? Integrity. What I mean is when God and his purpose of grace that cannot change or be altered meets up with a pagan king who operates out of the innocency of what he does not know, God will cancel out the judgment that he lays on that man because that man was a man of integrity. And God will explain why he was a man of integrity. Now we are under point number two. Are we under point number two? So the Hebrew people are the Hebrews, sub point B. Abraham the Shemite is a Hebrew, right? Sub point, uh, point number three, let's keep it moving. The place of blessing. I think I did state that. Genesis 12, 1 through 3 is where God plainly said in chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord hath said unto Abram, Get thee up out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will what? So now here is a principle of faith. God will give you a command, an imperative, a mandate to do what he says do. Will he not? And he is calling you to do what? Walk by what? That's exactly right. Now, when you say walk by faith, what we are talking about is active faith. Active faith. We're not talking passive faith. We're talking put one foot in front of the other, kinetically move into the will of God, trusting that God knows what he's doing and where God is going. Because God's not going to always tell you where you're going. This is why Abraham is the father of the faithful, because when the Lord appears to him, that's a whole nother study of the revelation of the what we call visible Yahweh. That was Christ who revealed himself to Abraham. When Christ revealed himself to Abraham and told Abraham to get up and start moving, it requires a radical gift of faith to pack your whole house up and start going in a direction that you know nothing about. Are y'all hearing me? This takes faith. Because God had not yet showed Abraham that he's going to Canaan. And for all kinds of reasons that I don't have time to unpack. One of them is if Abraham had known that he was going to Canaan, he'd have said no. Remember Jonah? God told Jonah, you're going to Nineveh. And Jonah said, no, I ain't. You're going to have to get another prophet for this job. I'm retired. I'm on vacation. But because God is sovereign... And he's going to have his way. You know, Jonah was persuaded to go to Nineveh. Did you know that? <laughs> right, persuaded. When he got up out of that ship, I mean that fish, the first thing came out of his mouth. Now, 40 days, God going to destroy you. In perfect active faith obedience. Because you see, God is really more into blessing than damning. If he ever sends a prophet your way, it's for your good. Not your damnation. It's your damnation when God doesn't speak to us. It's your damnation when you come to church and you can't hear a thing. It's your damnation when you come and your heart's not moved. Your mind is not illuminated. You don't learn anything. That's a damnation. Because something is blocking God from speaking to you. Either it's me and I'm not knowing what I'm talking about and I'm not executing my role as preacher and prophet. Or it's you because sin has separated between you and your God. Am I making sense? You don't ever want to be in the presence of the Lord and not be able to hear him. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. 
And so Abraham, to me, is a, a valiant brother, but I'm going to show you why here in a moment. Lord said unto Abraham, get thee up out of your country and from your kindred, from your father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2 plainly says in our chapter this, and I will make of thee a great what? And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that do what? Please mark that because it's coming up. I'm going to show you something. God is telling Abraham, you're going to have to put up with where I'm taking you. But where I'm taking you, you're going to be so renowned. You're going to be so eminent. You're going to be so greatly blessed that the blessing is going to overcome the territory that I'm putting you in. In other words, for God's people, it's not where you are. It's who you with. I know that's not good grammar, but work with it. Who you with? Who you with? If God is with you and if God is for you and God is taking care of you, it don't matter where you are. God can get glory out of your life. And that's what's going on with Brother Abraham. He's in a cursed land, but he's the most blessed man on planet Earth. I don't care where God puts me as long as God shows up there with me. And this is what you've got to know, because a lot of us, I'm just being practical. A lot of us will be in practical situations that are not of our liking. But this ain't about you. It's about God's will and God's glory and God's purpose. And where we yield to God's will, glory, and purpose, God will bless you right there. He will make all grace abound. He will make you to experience his overflow, his supply of grace, so that you know I'm only here because God has a purpose. Am I making sense? It's important for you to know that Abraham had to struggle with being in a land full of rocks and dirt and having no real consistency of the weather. Canaan always had problems with famines. Is that right? But so do we. We have famines of the soul, famines of the heart, famines of the spirit. We've never been consistent in our walk with God at any time in our life. We go through droughts. Major spiritual droughts, long seasons where the river of the water of life is nowhere to be found. And David said, my heart is panting after you, O God, like the heart pants after the water, bro. God means for you to hunger and thirst after him, and then he will break out rivers of water when you call on him at length, when you are deeply in trouble. Am I making sense? So Abraham and Sarah are on a journey that is not uncommon to ours. It's just a little bit more extreme. Point number three, the place of blessing then is the curse. That's Genesis uh, 12, 6a. Look at Genesis 12, verse 6. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Moreh. That's where I just told you, right? And look at the last, last part of verse 6. And the Canaanite was in the land. See? So Abraham is plopped down in Mamre, which is right by Hebron. But the Canaanites were in the land. What God's letting you and I know is that now Abraham is amongst all these wicked, ungodly, pervert people. He's there now. But he's there in a very imminent way. Let me show you something. Let's go. Let me move on now to subpoint B. He's in the land of the curse. But this very land of the curse is the place where God is going to tell his children when he brings them out of Egypt, I'm taking you to a land. I want you to see it too. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6 through 10. Between the day of Abraham and the days of the children of Israel will be something like 430 years, okay? 430 years. Where Abraham is now, Abraham is now claiming the land that God is going to give to him for Abraham to be a steward there. 
His people, his children, his sons, his daughters will live there after the land is built up. Over a 430-year period, the land is about to be built up. In other words, as time goes on, the land becomes more of a blessing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's like buying property because you have a vision. You've got 20 acres you bought. In California, that's going to cost you almost, what, uh, $10 million, $20 million. But if you have a vision that those 20 acres can put property and condos and all sorts of other things there to where it ends up being hundreds of millions of dollars, now you have a good return on your money. We call it the sow reap principle. Is that right? Well, that's what God is doing for Israel. He's establishing ownership of the land with Abraham and Sarah. Y'all got that? The owners of the land, the representative owners of the land are on the property. Now, I want y'all to understand the implications here, okay? Because they're certainly walking by faith. But they're blessed imminently because of what God had promised. I will bless you. I'll make you great. Your name will be famous. Your children will proliferate. They'll be known all over the world. Y'all got that, right? And so, therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God. This is God talking to Israel 400 years later in Moses. To walk in his ways and to fear him. Verse 7. We want to roll through chapter 8, verse 7. For the Lord your God brings you into what kind of land? Whoa. See it? Stay there now. Stay there. I want you to hold the tension with me for a moment. See, so what God calls good, we don't often call good. What God sees as good, we don't often see as good. We're going to have to take off our bifocals and put God's on so we can see what God sees. Because God sees something good in the land, doesn't he? He says, I'm bringing you to a good land notwithstanding the wickedness there. Here it is. A land of brooks of waters, of fountains, of depths that spring out of the valleys and hills. And sure enough, this is the case. Verse 8, watch it. A land of wheat and barley, vines and figs, pomegranates, a land of oil, olive oil and honey. Verse 9, watch this. A land wherein you shall eat bread without scarceness. You shall not lack anything. A land whose stones are iron, out of whose hills you may dig brass and ultimately gold and silver. Are they getting ready to enter into an inheritance or what? Verse 10, watch this. Verse 10, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall what? Bless the Lord your God. This is why I say all the time, count your blessings. Count your blessings now. Count your blessings now. Never get so common about what you eat every day as to not know that God gave it to you. God says, count your blessings. When you eat well, say, thank you, Lord. You gave me power to get this. You were good to me this day. You shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he hath given you. So he paints, God paints a picture of the blessing of that particular place. I'm going to leave that alone because I want to move on now to our fourth point. Going back to our Genesis 20 text. Remember, we're dealing with the seed or what I call embryonic prophecy, right? And it's having its fundamental origin in Abraham out of the decree that came from Noah concerning the cursing and the blessing of the land. Noah is the seed. He's a seed in the land. He will be the seed that will lead to the ultimate seed, right? I'm sorry, Abraham. Abraham to David to Jesus. Y'all got that? Abraham 
to David to Jesus. That's one line. That's the monarchial line. Abraham to Levi to Moses and Aaron, the priesthood. The priesthood would lead to the Melchizedekian priesthood. That's Christ. Y'all got that? So we've got the monarchy and we've got the priesthood. Both of them are operating in the land in the person of Abraham right now. Is that true? Now I want y'all to get this. Watch this. Is Abraham a king? Is Abraham a prophet? Is Abraham a priest? How come? Christ in him, the hope of glory. Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, if you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com, or call 510-886-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for his gracious provision. And if you'd like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.